Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. I love movies, baby. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And today we are talking about a movie that we especially love, a movie entitled Avatar, which is just so happens to be the number one grossing film of all time. Made about 2.7 bill, baby. So it's going to be a good one. I'm so excited. And it's continuing in our alien theme month. And it's different because we are the aliens. Our alien theme collection, actually. Yeah, alien theme. Sorry, I said month. Alien theme summer, pretty much. Uh, Yeah. But, and we are the aliens in this movie. And I'm so freaking excited to talk about it. But we're going to get. So we're doing the Avatar, The Last Airbender. Right, the three seasons? That's what I did. I watched all three seasons. No, we're doing the horrific uh, movie by M. Night Shyamalan. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you excited to talk about, uh, (laughs) what's that, (laughs) Rathbone Kid from uh, uh, the Twilight Saga? It's like, oh, it's like James Rathbone or something. He was the worst casting ever in that M. Night Shyamalan movie. He was really bad as Sokka. He was so bad, because he was bad in Twilight. It's like, why did we... He did a good job playing a... A uh, vampire that looked like he was pained. And the little Aang kid wasn't that great either. No, but that kid, they got, they hired him because he was like a martial arts expert as a kid. And so they hired him You're because he could do You're telling me that little kid is work. a martial arts expert? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, for a little for his age, yeah, sure. <laughs> you put him in like a thousand other nine-year-olds in Let's a get Jackie club. Chan. No, 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 no. I got somebody else. And <laughs> That's it's just they, the they do the they do like remember that old movie uh, Clifford with Martin Short. They do yeah. that except for uh, Jackie Chan. They dress him up like a little kid, and it's always like yeah. kind of like the you know perspective shots like they did in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would be a fun movie. I'd go see that. I anyway, didn't like that kid though. No, I didn't. I didn't like well, it. Either. I just hated that movie. I hated so. everything about that movie. They didn't do a good job. So, um, all right, good. But good, yeah, Avatar. Good riffing on Avatar: Last Airbender. There. Uh, no, we're talking about Avatar, James Cameron's uh, sci-fi epic, the first one. Um, but go ahead and do the bro down. We're only going to do one bro down this week, and probably for future episodes too. So you go ahead and talk about what you wanted to talk about. Well, it, it's just because we didn't do a full episode on it, and. Um I mean, recently in the past year, we've pretty much broken down every Marvel movie that's come out. And so Ant-Man and the Wasp just came out recently, and I know both of us have seen it. And so I thought maybe we could just talk about it for at least a a second, kind of give it a little bit of time. I, you know, it's an Ant-Man movie. Right. So uh, I'll give you I my hope it- I'll give you my thoughts real quick. Um, OK, you go ahead. Pretty good. So Avatar uh, is. Uh, <laughs> just keep, keep going. What did you What did you think of Ant Man? Because I thought it was it was fine. It was fun. I mean, well, that's kind of what I was saying. It's just an Ant Man movie, and I hope everybody out there understands why we didn't choose to do a full episode on it. Just because that kind of sums it up. up. I would have been dragging yeah. my heels on that one. Kind of sums it up. It's just like it was just an Ant Man movie, and and this one was great. And uh, I feel like the first one, I loved it because of, honestly, mainly because of Michael Pena and his little flashbacks. I find those so hilarious. And uh, this one, those it kind of felt like funny. 
this one, it kind of felt like they capitalized a little more on that as well as like the little truth serum thing, that little bit. Right. Um, I found all that really hilarious. But uh, besides that, you know, I like Paul Rudd. Um, I like the chick from Lost, Kate. Uh, what is Evangeline she? Evangeline Lily. Yeah, Evangeline Lily. Love her. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I was kind of surprised to see Michelle Pfeiffer. I did. I had no idea that she was in that movie until she showed up. I had no in idea the movie she was, was still. Like, huh. Right? I didn't even know she was still like a around. I don't. Have her and Michael Douglas done a film before together? That's what I was curious because they did have a decent amount of chemistry on screen. It seemed they definitely pretty good. Up. They've hooked up in the past, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) They've run in the same Hollywood circles, so, I mean, it's bound to happen eventually. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I thought that uh, Paul Rudd had some really good one-liners and some great jokes. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked a lot of what he he did. I liked the the Asian, whatever, CIA guy or whoever that guy was. I liked that guy, too. Yeah. No, totally. He's, He's... Fine. He was uh he played Kim Jong un, I think, in the interview. I'm pretty sure that's the same actor. Um, but he he was fun. He was he was good. He was he was a little off for me. Some of his jokes really didn't land and it felt like it felt like there were way too many things that felt like a bit, you know? Because the av- or the Avatar universe, the Marvel universe relies very heavily on jokes and bits and stuff, but none of them feel that forced. And in this one, a lot of them felt really forced. All in all, it was fun, though. I thought the action was cool. I mean, a lot of really cool Ant-Man stuff. They used him being a giant a lot in that one. So that was cool, I thought. Yeah, um, that was cool. Uh, I think the Tim funniest... Heidecker, little little shout-out. Yeah, everybody was so happy about that, and I just don't get into Tim and Eric, so I just I knew it was him, and then I was like, cool. <laughs> you know, it's one of those people that I'm like, I'm outside of the... I'm outside of understanding what that outside of the about. loop. Yeah. So, but it was fun. Um, funniest bit though, without really spoiling anything, there's a scene in which birds keep eating the ants, the ant man's trying to jump onto. And then one finally gets him and he names it Antonio Antonio Banderas and then it gets eaten and as he's falling he screams the name Antonio and I thought that was the funniest I laughed I was continuing to laugh into the next scene from that it just gave me a full belly laugh Santa so it was very good oh 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 oh, oh, oh. it was good it was very good um any other things you want to touch on as far as Ant-Man before we get into the post-credit stuff I would, honestly, that's the whole reason I wanted to talk about it <laughs> for the well, road. You know, and I feel ba- I don't want to spoil. I think that it's going to be spoiled anyway. So it's like if you don't know what happened in Avengers, then maybe don't listen to this. So but yeah, okay. We all if knew it was going to happen at the end of this movie. If you've seen, if you've seen Avengers four, um, and you've seen Ant Man and the Wasp, keep listening to this. But this is full spoilers here, just on the post credit scene for Ant Man, right? Um. And if you've seen, <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, just spit it out. Let's go. <laughs> and so, and then if you saw get Thor it, Ragnarok you spoilers as well, coming up, they, they uh, understand. Um, so with Civil War, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they freaking disappear, man. Ant-Man is like stranded in some the quantum realm. stranded in the quantum realm. Because everybody else, you know, dissipates or, uh, I, I wonder what that feels like to turn to Ash. It's like, do they cease to exist is that just how what it is? You know what I mean? They're gonna have to do some. They got some splaining to do. I would love to have that. You know, does uh, it hurt or does it just kind of feel like, oh, I'm dead. See ya. 
You know, you just kind of <laughs> you just blink out of existence. I don't know. I think it's more of a Tom Holland thing. He kind of sums it up best. Oh yeah, because he like you know what I mean. He feels what's going on. I could see that. It's like no, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like he knows he's going. Right. I mean, it, I feel like it's certainly death. It's death. Yeah. It's, it's it's a weird type of death because you just like blink out of existence or you just fade out of existence. So you know it's not like you're. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that that was like. I, the whole movie, I had been sitting there just kind of excited and like... Kind of ah. just waiting. Kind of just waiting what, you know... Because Infinity War was just incredible. It is. And, like, the way that I felt when Infinity War ended was a really great feeling of being just completely blown away by something that happened. And I really enjoyed what Marvel did there. And so when this one comes up it's like i really hope that they do the same thing that they did infinity war and bring that um thanos stuff into it and so seeing those people dissipate or fade away or whatever and they kind of brought the same music back for when it happened and it was just like oh i just got so pumped all over again so it's very exciting very cool and it'll be curious i'll be curious to see how they how they work that out i mean supposedly Captain Marvel is going to have to go to the quantum realm to save Ant-Man or well, something like that. Well, the thing like is, that, uh, I don't know Infinity what War are. ended and you went, I just want to see Avengers 4. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see the next one. Right. And then there's these couple movies in between. I'm excited for Captain Marvel because it's new, but it's like, okay, let's just get to the, let's get to the next one. Yeah, get to the good, um, Jeremy Piven. Well, Okay. Uh, okay. Anything else on Avatar? Or ah, I'm just so excited. I want to get to I Avatar. Have a Let's, lot on Avatar. I don't even need to see it in theaters. You could probably just watch it at home, and you'll be fine. It was cool, though. Yeah, uh, you can shove a you can shove a cherry bomb down that hole and uh, and blow it up for mm. now. That's it's so sad. Just thinking about being little and killing ants and stuff and. Have you seen those videos where they pour like cement down an anthill? No. It's incredible. Incredible. Look it up on YouTube. There's one that they did, um, I think somewhere in the Middle East, and they poured a bunch of cement down one. It goes down so far, and it is so incredibly intricate, like you can't even imagine. It's like the movie Ants. Well, what? Did then... All the ants die, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's genocide too. That's but so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. I'm like, well, you're killing. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, millions were wiped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. They all died a horrific death of being just stuck in cement. It's amazing. And- <gasps> amazing for us to watch the most horrific day for all of those ants um cool ant-man was fun Uh, i wonder if the ants have like a movie for that you know if they have like the like the remembering movie and they have like the spielberg directing it of like the cement right the cement genocide type thing that pearl harbor of cement yeah type stuff yeah no pearl harbor is a bad example bad example it's gonna say Schindler's List. That just seems in bad taste, though. It's more. It's more of like a world-ending type thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. even like an army thing because it's not War ants doing worlds. it to each other. It's more of a War of the Worlds. Right. It's definitely a War of the Worlds. Hey, which uh, alien theme, dude? There you go. Boom. Here we are. Bring it right in. Bingo. 
So, James Cameron's Avatar, 2009. It's okay. Jimmy Cam, JC, uh, his film Avatar comes out 2009. And it is one of those movies that I think we all were kind of skeptical at first and didn't know what this was going to be, what it was going to be like, but it's Jim Cameron, so we'll just go for it. And And I wasn't even, I wasn't really even in a place in my life to where I was like anticipating movies that much, right? Or like at least researching. So I had no idea what this even was. Right. See, and this is, this is about when I was at that point where I was really getting into these sorts of things. Um, I think I was 21, something like that. And I was super excited about this because James, it's James Cameron, you know, it's, he's the freaking it's Jimmy. best. It's Jimmy. C, so baby. I was, I was very excited for this film. Um, but wanted, what, how was your first experience or what are your general thoughts on the movie? I mean, we can kind of talk about it all here. So, uh, it's I'll the, let you take your avaturn. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. So the first time I saw this, I suppose it was probably some of the first 3d that I had ever. Right. right. I mean, I know, I know I had seen things in 3d, maybe like nightmare before Christmas. I remember seeing, and I think that was before this, um, it had come out like re-released or something like that. Um, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing something else. I mean, I know that the maybe journey to the center of the earth. Right. Did you go to that? Was that before or after this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it. I, it might have been. <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, you're just like, get, get on with <laughs> you're it. Like, what's with you today? You're like an old man telling rambling. stories. <laughs> well, then it was Beverly that took the, she took the Honda. Or wait, was it? I, I, I asked you, what was the first time you saw this movie? Tell me about Here, no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll be, I'll be quicker. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Ah, now what what movie were we talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, okay. I saw it 3D. Uh, it blew my mind. I thought it was incredible. Um, you know, I wasn't too nitpicky about story stuff at all. I just thought I thought the 3D at the time when I had seen this, it was the, some of the coolest technology and visuals that I had ever seen on anything. Uh, and then I continued to go, I think I went three times in theaters. We definitely went once with our family. Mom fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I remember she was snoring next to me. I was like, <laughs> You're like gosh, why? <laughs> why are you asleep? I mean, uh, Free State of Jones is one thing. That was just a boring movie. Free State of Jones is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That movie's that was crazy so bad. bad. That it's was really so bad. bad. Um, but yeah, Avatar, come on. Um, so yeah, it, it was, a uh, it was, it was great. I loved it the first time I saw it. Having watched it this time, however, I hadn't seen it in like, I mean, for, uh, I don't know, maybe eight years or 70. I mean, I swear I haven't seen this thing since probably like when it came out on DVD, I probably watched it like once or twice, like that year or something. And then I haven't seen it since then. Cause it's right. just not something that I want to turn on, turn on. It's like a three hour movie almost. It's, yeah. It's long. It's just, it's very it's just long. like, Oh, you want to watch avatar tonight? It's like, yeah, well, I don't know. I wanted to do things today. So, right. Not really this one. Um, yeah, man, I was anticipating it pretty heavily and I went to it on a date actually. And Ooh. very fun. Uh, she, Steaming up. 
didn't what's her wanna, name shout her out no we'll t- i'll tell you off mic <laughs> um, no what's her name no i'm not <laughs> i doubt she listens anyway um but she thought it was fine I was obsessed. I thought it was like the coolest experience I'd had yet. It's like James Cameron created something new that was my new favorite thing. And I actually tried to end the date. I was like, cool, you know, we'll hang out later or something. And I left to go hang out with friends that had seen the movie specifically so I could talk about it because it was just insane. It was the best ever. And I probably won a couple more times in theaters. And it's one of those movies that I rewatch quite often because I really, really, like this movie it's great um so and i understand why it make why it made 2.7 bill because it's awesome but based on inflation this guy sits around like number five now right or something like that number four uh yeah based on inflation it um i mean it is currently the top you know box office gross of all time but it's not yeah, when you would so true. when you adjust it, then like Star Wars is definitely the biggest. Force Awakens and Infinity War, I think, have passed it. Probably up sure. there. Jaws is somewhere in there. Jurassic Park is also pretty, but and obviously Titanic. Titanic. But, um, you know, whatever. Right now, it's made the it's made the most money than any movie has, um, and I think that that's a big thing about James Cameron because James Cameron keeps doing movies that people kind of doubt at first. And, you know, it's like Titanic. There was a bunch of skepticism about Titanic when it came out. And then it comes out and everybody's like, oh, well, that's incredible. It's the best thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. And Avatar did the same thing. And it honestly kind of ticks me off that not as many people love Avatar. And it hasn't, like, stayed so within the cultural zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Because Titanic has so much of that stuff where it's, you know, I'm the king of the world. Like all those little things that people do after Titanic. And it sucks that Avatar got Leo. It's true. You got Leo and not Sam Worthington. I think Avatar just doesn't really have a lot of those, like a lot of the characters that are quite as memorable Mm -hmm. and a lot of the lines, but my goodness, the world is just the coolest thing ever. It's yeah, it's a cool world. And, uh, Well, one point I wanted to make is um, I think a reason why a lot of people don't want to go back and watch this and things like that is, look, James Cameron waited a long time for the CGI and for all that to catch up so that he could make this movie. And then when he saw Gollum, you know, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, uh, he kind of said, "Okay, this is time. But it's it still looks great. It's I think that like this is looks, the best CGI that has. I think this is still the best that it's ever looked. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that it's. It's that dated at all. It still looks great, but now you have things coming out that have the same, if not to be. I. I personally think better. Like honestly, even in the video game world, like God of War, the new God of War. I'm not even kidding. I, the, like the new animation for the new God of War is pretty incredible. Like. I don't know. I think things look realistic in this movie, but there are also is certain scenes and stuff that like don't. I don't I don't think it I think it ages a lot better than most things CGI, but I think that may be a reason why people don't go back and watch it cuz they're just like, eh, it's all CGI and it's the fake thing, and whatever." The difference though with this movie and a lot of CGI that we see now is that um James Cameron used motion capture 
so much in this. Mm -hmm. So all of the characters that you see are real people. And he paid such such attention to detail with their faces. And in the behind the scenes, they talked a lot about how to get the eye movement correctly for most of the characters. Which doesn't happen. Which in doesn't so many happen. Things. And I mean, there. Yes, there are Tarkin. examples of things that do look fan. You know, and now within you know, it's almost ten years later after Avatar that yes, things do look um, <coughs> close to as good, or if not, even better. the cheap technology has kind of caught up now. Right, right, but, almost to that. But you can just. I mean, this is James Cameron just tinkering and engineering things so that this movie is the best that it possibly could be. And he spent so much time creating a world like within the computer, but he also represented it in real life too. So it's like laying the image on top of what the actors were actually doing. And so I think, I think that those performances come through a lot in this and it looks so good. Mm -hmm. And then the attention to detail in the world behind it is so, is so good as well. And I mean, and that's just James Cameron. I mean, everything that he's done, I think so. Yeah. You know, he tries to push the envelope, you know, he tries to, yeah, exactly. Terminator two with the, uh, the T 1000 with the liquid and everything, you know, the gooey Capri Sun guy trying to kill John Connor. I mean, it's really cool. Have you seen this boy? Oh, (laughs) so good. But, and, and he does that in just about everything. Uh, you know, you know, another thing though, uh, just kind of still on, on the topic of maybe why people don't watch it so much. Um, if they weren't in the story, when it into the story, when it initially came out, I feel like they went to the theater because they had heard there was this big 3d thing and it was almost like a theme park ride. You know what I mean? And they saw it in theaters and they thought it was so cool. But like after the fact, when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff, they're like, well, I mean, that was just like the cool 3d thing, you know, like why, why do I want to watch it on DVD if you weren't into the story and they don't like Um, the story as much. Right. But and, I think the story is oh, freaking fantastic. You know what? You know? Here, here's the biggest thing for me is I actually get like vehemently angry when people bring up like, oh, it's just like Fern Gully or Pocahontas or like Dances with Wolves. And it's for me, I'm just like, you know what? I don't really remember that scene in Fern Gully where Zach uh, tackles a giant winged dinosaur and goes flying off into the air. I don't remember that scene where Lieutenant John Dunbar, uh, he becomes Turok Makto and unites all the tribes to take over. When Turok Makto called to them. (laughs) Oh, 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 I forgot about the scene where Grandmother Willow Tree uh, got all the wilderness creatures to attack all the settlers and everything. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, did that happen in Dances with Wolves? Oh, yeah, maybe it did. Uh, Am I remembering wrong? (laughs) I I completely forgot about that. Sorry, I think my mic was peeking on that. I got a little uh, excited. both of ours were yeah but it's seriously it's It's like i'm sorry you know what there's nothing new under the sun yeah there's a lot of things that seem like it's ripped off from different stories and like that but come on it's a sweet movie and it is pretty original i mean i don't think that this is it's freaking avatar dude exactly yeah so i mean anyway that's a lot of general talk there let's actually get into the the plot of this baby um i think that This movie does fairly well because it's two hours and 45 minutes, right? It's a long run time. And it's, it's a long two hours and 45 minutes. It's actually, it's a long first hour, <laughs> a long, like first hour, hour and a half. And then boom, baby, boom goes the dynamite. No, it's true. Yeah. Cause the first hour takes, I'd say the first 20 minutes 
are pretty, I don't know. The first time you see it though, it's so entertaining all the way through because it's all just so good. Definitely. And it's all new to you. So it's like, I don't think, I honestly don't think it's that choppy. I mean, it, it, it can be, um, depending on how you're looking at it. But like, if you haven't seen this movie, him starting in space, um, doing that thing, which I haven't even seen the extended. I think I, I heard that it starts on earth and all this stuff. It's but, horrible. Yeah, um, it's really it's horrible. Bad. The earth stuff is actually, I mean, it's not horrible, but it's just not, it's not good. Well, Thank you for leaving. You know, it out, James. What, he, what he has to do is get you from point A to point B quickly. And that's what he does. And it's right. not a bad deal. You know, right. hey, I'm I mean, in space brother died. I got the same jeans as him. Because that's that's a lot, Boom. you know. They have a lot of exposition that they need to get out of the way, and he does it as quickly as possible. And I think that Jake Sully is in the Avatar body within like fifteen minutes, and it's that's quick. pretty good. And he's already, and he has that whole scene with uh, uh, Natiri like thirty-five minutes in, or like forty minutes in. So it it goes pretty quick. Um, but definitely on the rewatch this time, I definitely thought that. I was not that engaged until we got to the actual Navi and, you know, the people. Just before that, all of the, you know, the human stuff is like fun, but you're really just... All the Sigourney. Yeah, Sigourney uh, Weaver, Giovanni Ribisi, all that stuff is just kind of... Now you're you're looking at the monitor. I (laughs) kind of like that one. No, he's He has a couple little quippy things. Yeah, he's funny. Well, I really like that monologue that he has about when he was trying to sleep at night that he would um, would try to stay awake and then he would always fall asleep when his mom came home and she'd check on him and he'd pretend like he was asleep. What is this? That's it's, not Avatar. It's the monologue from Saving Private Ryan. It was a joke, okay? Oh, and, gosh, yeah. And then dude. Nick Cage tries to... I'm trying to, to have um, a good day. Nick Cage tries to rescue him because he has to get, like, all the cars in one night. Ooh. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. That movie was gone in 60 seconds. I, uh, I, I You know, I just don't know. I don't know where they come from. Nick of time. Um... Making me Yeah, very- <laughs> and it was just like that one time when the bad guy in Ted was... He was. He was the bad guy in Ted too. Giovanni Ribisi, um, probably an underrated actor. I don't know if I mean. I don't know <laughs> about probably underrated. I think he's rated <laughs> right he's where he needs to be. Up, right? <laughs> he's just. He's fine. He's fine. His he's, IMDb says it straight. That's he's, what he's, he's done. done. He's done exactly what he should have done with he his career. He is as good as what he has gotten. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but uh, yeah, and so how do we feel about Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, though? I mean, just to talk about some of the cast here. Uh, I think that he isn't very good in real life. You don't um, want to see him as human form. You just want no. to see him as the Avatar. He's great as the Avatar. So good as Jake Sully, and he does such a good job of like pushing through the mocap. You know, you can really feel his energy um, while he's acting it out. Uh, I don't love him in the real world, but he's fine. Why does he? It's like his real like, world character. Did he have like oh, a lot ahead. of like braces and headgear or something when he was little, and he wasn't able to like open his mouth more than a couple millimeters? Because it seems like you know. I don't know. You know, the scar people have wanted to send us a message. You know, he's always yeah. talking with like a mouth almost closed. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but he's, you know he's what I good. When I, I think he's when another I first guy saw that's the trailer, probably I'd, overrated actor, actually. He's definitely overrated. He went exactly where he, well, he didn't go anywhere. I don't know. This movie overrated him, but then Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans brought him right down to where he needed to be you know he did that uh he did that uh unabomber thing though that was really good too 
he just was in that, and I thought that was maybe he's good for TV. He's good in this as the motion capture. He though. was in a TV special. Yeah, it was like a Netflix thing. Oh, yeah, well, that's fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. He's okay. I feel like his human form is kind of like entirely shriveled legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the shriveled legs like encapsulate his entire persona. They he's do make like, it like, cause he, he's a paraplegic and he's like in a wheelchair. That's, actually, for the I first... take that back. That's not, <laughs> sorry. What? I said, I'm weak, but I'm not trying to say like, no, but I mean, I think yeah. that they do play that up at the beginning of the movie. Like this guy's in a wheelchair and he really doesn't like being in a wheelchair. So isn't it awesome that he's going to get legs eventually, you know, and yeah. that's, they really play that up so that when he becomes Jake Sully or when he, you know, when he becomes, cause he's always been Jake Sully, but when he becomes he's the avatar Sully, yeah. body, you just want him to stay there. You don't want him. So by the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, just be an alien. That's great. Keep being an Avi. That's cool. the best. Cool. And if you do that, you. the next. See, when I when I first saw who plays Cedric Diggory again, and uh, in Twilight, what's that actor's oh, name? Oh gosh, I would know it if you hadn't just asked me. Ah, I know. It's okay. I don't. I don't know. What's your point though? He looks like him. Yeah. So when I first saw the trailer, I thought that I thought that that was it was that guy because right. I just saw the Avatar and I didn't see the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I thought it was going to be that guy. Yeah. But it wasn't that guy. What is that guy's name? It's driving me nuts. Robert Pattinson. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't look it up. Just came to me. Um, but I looked it up. Yeah. I, uh, anyway, yeah, he's fine though. Sam Worthington, he's great in this. So love you. Yeah. I d- love don't you always rag on him. Yeah. Love you always for this. He's, uh, um, Sigourney yeah. is, uh, is good. Sigourney's always good. I, I thought she was fun in this. Uh, you know, for some reason, okay. So I always compare her to Susan Sarandon, right? Her and Susan Sarandon, and uh, I don't know something about Susan Sarandon. I just like more, and I just can't. For some reason, Sigourney Weaver. I just am not. I never got that into the Alien movies, and so like, I just don't. I I never really got what the thing was about her. To me, yeah. in this movie, she's just not that great. Like, I don't know. I think th- I don't think she's kind of she's, annoying. I don't think she's bad. I I think she's fine. She's going a little like, over. I picture, she's a little over the yeah, top in this. I I think so. When I when I look at her character in this, I just picture Sigourney Weaver trying to be a badass, right? And you know what the thing is though you know is that I mean? she's she's fine in real life, but they made her avatar look too much like her because. Yeah, I know. It's a little. It's, it's like a she had the plastic the surgery on the nose. Or, it's a little it's on a the little, nose. It's. A, I mean, <laughs> that avatar is all nose. You know what I mean? Because it is. It Everybody really else is. has like kind of feline characteristics. All the yeah, other Navi. She has like this little up. You but know, Norm's is kind of too. So I don't know. But yeah, Ooh, should we talk about that? Hey, oh look, it's Bono's brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adios, turd nuggets. Yeah, man, that guy. Uh, what's his name? I, I should have. I should know. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. No, it's, it's uh, Joel David Moore. He yeah. as Norm is, I think, not the greatest. I not the greatest cast. I think that that character needs to somehow like annoy you because he's annoying at the beginning, and then at the end he becomes kind of like you know he's fighting alongside them and stuff like that, but. 
at the end of the day, I still was kind of just annoyed with him the whole movie. Oh, me too. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. He's kind of a non-issue character though. Like he, he's just there. There's really no reason to rag on him. Cause he's just not even in it. Yeah, really. He's just, yeah. He's just some other guy. He's kind of like just there. He's kind of like the other lab guy. That's just, you know, some dude he's there. Not really worth mentioning too much. He's fine though. And then he you gives, got the scientist from inception that, yeah, that, that's uh, the guy I was talking about. Um, oh, you're talking about that guy the whole time. Yeah. No, no, no. I was talking about Norm before, but now I'm talking about oh, that okay. guy. And he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's cool. He's excited about yeah, his job. Yeah, he's fine. I do like that. They're all excited. They are, you know, because at the end of the day, these guys are on a different planet and they are studying a new type of alien that, you know, and the, the alien that we've existed or discovered. I don't know if there are other aliens that exist, but I mean, it'd be pretty sweet. So I like that they're all passionate about Well, I don't know. Their Four job. more sequels. There better be... <laughs> Apparently they're going to other like other planets or other. I moons hope they go to other planets or something and stuff. like that. So they have to. What are you going to do on one planet for four movies? Yeah, four and if, movies. And I there better be other humans in it because I don't know if the Navi stuff would be as fun if it weren't. Is Sam Worthington going to be in all of these? I have no idea. Apparently they say that uh, Natiri and Jake are going to be doing stuff, but a lot of it's supposed to be about their kids too. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's just you keep hearing news about it, like little bits and pieces, like oh, James Cameron said he's almost done or like starting filming. And you're like, did they really, though? Or what are they doing? Or they had the kids cast or something. There's kids that are cast. Yeah, it's like supposed to be Jake and Natiri's kids. Oh, right. sick. Yeah. It's going to be from their point of view. Yeah. I love that you were like so into it now. You're like, oh, really? That's tight. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> this changes everything. Because I'm picturing, you know, the adventures of Jake Soley and Natiri and Sam Worthington and just more of him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But he said the one if, if it was to Zoe be- Saldana, you give me four Zoe Saldana leading actress movies. I'm probably in. Right. Right. No, dude. Well, it. I'll talk about that. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Uh, any other characters? I mean, there's also the Stephen Lang character, Colonel Quaritch, which he is one of the best parts of the movie. He's giving hundred percent. He's going one hundred and fifty percent on this movie. He goes I full mean, bore in this. You know, this low gravity will make you soft. Yeah. If there is a hell, you might want to go there for some R and R after a tour oh. on Pandora. It's like, oh, buddy, Jeez. I love everything that you're saying. I want to sit in that room, and it's like I don't even know what he's talking about, but I'll still be the guy that just goes, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah, he's giving that little <laughs> you know? briefing, and you're like, "Yeah, say it, baby." Yeah. This place, but it is saying it dangerous. So it's very cool. Whoa, there are some bad stuff out there. I guess I know. It's yeah, it's so, great though. It's great. Um, and he does the oxygen mask thing like three times in the I movie know. where he just holds his breath for minutes. You're like, gosh, yeah. freaking, uh, your pet, you're unconscious that? in 40 seconds, dead in four minutes. Um, okay. First beginning part of this movie. I'm trying to think like there's tons of things that I want to focus on. This is such a long movie and I don't want to talk for three hours, but, um, I also find it very interesting in the production process of this because a lot of people say that um, Avatar took like 10 years for James Cameron to do. And that's partially true because he did wait a while um, before, so the technology could catch up and so that he could do it. But he did do like the Aliens of the Deep and Ghosts of the Abyss, like those 
you know, deep water dive documentary type things that he did. The dude went to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but he did that for like five years after Titanic. And he only really started production of this thing in 2004, 2005, I think. He's such a crazy guy. He spent about four years. Dude, he's the coolest, man. James Cameron is Probably the coolest filmmaker there is. I just like, love how he, he, you know, built a submarine and went down to the lowest point of the ocean. It's like, who does that? If you have the money and the means, you know, and a reason to do it, why not? Um, and this movie, I mean, they say, I think there's something, what was the budget that was on IMDb that I saw? What, for uh, it Avatar? It was like 200 million or something or something like the that. The budget for this is 237 million. Doubt it got to be way more than that <laughs> i know um but you know whatever so beginning of the movie jake Sully gets to pandora and he's gonna be in his brother's avatar he gets the avatar he's excited because he can run and there's all that fun stuff very cool uh steven lang Corich does the cool uh monologue that we we're just talking about um but most importantly he has a quick conversation with Corich, and it kind of sounds like okay he's an ex uh, Marine, and he's more of a Quaritch guy than a scientist. Yeah, the and jarhead so, right. type thing. And so yep. he's going to be working for him, but also working for Doctor Augustine. Uh, I like all that setting up the you know setting up the plot very well. Um, but then they go out on a routine mission to go kind of check out and get some samples. Doctor Augustine's always excited about getting the samples, and. They run into the, what is it, that giant kind of... Thanator. Thanator, that's it. Yeah. he. Uh, this is actually a funny story. So um, David and I were out in the forest when we were younger, like with our parents and stuff. Um, and we were out hiking and there was this like rustling in the bushes. So I kind of, I, I didn't know what it was. So I turned around and I fell down and I, I look over Next thing I know, all I see is David's butt running in the distance and this angry Thanator chasing him. Um, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> you just tell the story that she told at... The, uh, I find that so cheesy when she says that at that table. There the are, there are know, some really cheesy lines. There's this angry this. Thanator chasing him. I'm like, who knows what a Thanator is? <laughs> Well, if you're on Pandora, you might. Apparently. You probably would. Um, (laughs) That's good The Thanatorus Rex. Right. Uh, That's a cool scene. Very fun. But most importantly, like this is where the movie starts taking off for me. It sets up. Jake Sully is by himself, and they're like, he's going to have to stay the night. And, you know, we'll have to get him in the morning. And then Sigourney Weaver's like, he won't make it the night. And... Uh, he, you know, makes the fire, he's not coming back and he lights the fire and all those little dogs start to attack him. And I love, that's a good dude. I love love when he goes, I don't have all night or something like that. And it's just like, nice. Come on. Yeah. And he's just like, just come on, just try to eat me. The CGI in that scene in particular, incredible. And they have that one quick shot where it's like one of them walks by the screen in slow-mo and there's like the glow of the fire on its black body. Yeah. It's so cool. Like it looks incredible. Such interesting direction, man. Yeah. Like he's so, he's very, he's just brilliant when it comes to, to shots like that. I mean, this is all sort of fake. 
You know what I mean? Right, and he's yeah. visualizing this in such a real world way, like shooting it as if that thing is right there. Well, and, and they also, you know, it's like in the behind the scenes, they showed a lot of how they would create the entire structure of what was happening. And then James Cameron would take a camera and he could see a representation of it on his camera and he would actually be able to film the scene. You know what I mean? Did you watch that any of that? Insane. No. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, it was like, yeah, so it's basically like he could see the entire, you know, room per se of what he was supposed to be seeing and he would guide the camera through the scene. And so oh, Sam so Worthington great. would act the whole thing out and James Cameron would kind of just take little snippets and be like, okay, there's a reaction shot right there. There's a reaction shot right there. Going to film a little dog right here. And it's, it's a really a puppy there. Yeah, it's an incredible way of making, of making it. And so they'd have like a really low, low graphic rendering of what was happening. And then he would take the final product of like the shots that he wanted and he would send it to either like Weta, um, Weta digital. Yeah. Weta digital or ILM or other, they did a lot of, they outsourced a ton to different places, but I mean, that's all behind the scenes stuff. It's cool. Um, but great scene. I love all that. And then Natiri comes in. It was supposed to be, I think Weta was supposed to be water when they, when it first came out, but the, um, the director had a speech impediment, so it was Weta. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um, what do you work for? He's like, what a... <laughs> what a... Um, Natiri, Natiri comes in, kills them all, and does the... You should not be here. Oh, man. Gosh, I love, like, the freaking primal growls and stuff that all the navi make like it's so good you know like they hiss and all that stuff it's just great you know i'm sure yeah you're into that yeah me too i love it oh i'm just into it i'm perfect you're all you're into it (laughs) great um but and then natiri kind of is like go away i saved you but I don't want anything to do with you. You have a strong heart. Get out of Leave here. Me alone. Saved you, but don't want you. Saved yeah, you, save, don't need you. Saved you, don't want you. Saved you, don't want you. But you, tr- you try to save me, I don't need you. Right. That's the main point it's trying to make. Right. So then you have a bunch of little pieces of cotton or whatever, you know, the seeds. The cotton lilies. Cotton lilies. come <laughs> and, and <laughs> float and... Yeah, and they land the jelly bird, and this is the little jelly birds. <laughs> the jelly bird. <laughs> That's perfect, actually. Um, yeah. But this is the one part where I don't know. It's it's just asking the audience to go along with it. It's like okay, there's a. It's too much like a Matrix. Like he's the one, and, and you're I, like, well, why does he have to be the one? Like, why does this Awa have to like know that he's the chosen one? Yeah, what do you think about all really that? I mean, we should have the AWA discussion maybe a little bit later, but it it is kind of like okay, all the seeds land on him, so yeah. It's it was like, supposed to be era when they when they first wrote the st- the script, but the guy had a speech impediment, oh so gosh, it was AWA. Dude, <laughs> I don't like that joke. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. Please, I'm sorry, <laughs> no more. <laughs> um. And but so then and then she goes to they go to the home tree and you actually meet the mm-hmm. Almatakaya people in the Navi and 
And I mean, that's like the best part. Like as soon as they get in that, you have James Horner's score starts to really start rolling. Okay. And so we got, we got Troy, we got Titanic, we have the Grinch, Apocalypto, Zorro, Die Hard, Blade Runner, Four Feathers, A Beautiful Mind. We got James Horner. Right. He's so good. Horning in. Yeah. He's horning right in and he's more than welcome to horn in. Um, and I do notice a lot of similar, he's very much like John Williams. You kind of hear like the same sort of things, same stuff. There's some like Titanic in there. I hear Titanic. I hear some battle of Sterling from Braveheart kind of going on. Uh Um, but I mean, James Horner's great, man. I really like his score in this and he worked really hard on it too. Uh, it's, it's a great score. And, um, yeah. So when they roll into home tree, I, I like all of that. It's very fun. Um, and that's, you know, and so then they decide that Jake Soli is going to be trained by Natiri, and she's like, "No, she kind of like doesn't want." Which to. is a little convenient, but it, it is so we'll convenient. Going. It's so convenient, but it's here's like the deal. we don't like you. Who are you? Okay, we'll train you. Right, exactly. But you know, he's the first warrior. You know, and so they're like, maybe we can train this the guy because they kind of send us all these, you know, scientist wimps. <laughs> you know, do they? Do they? So they just think that he's like from the planet from somewhere around there and he's from, and he's working with the sky people or something no, like that. No, I think that they, under- well, how do they, I think that they understand that he is a human and put into, they call it because they call him like the ghost Walker or something like that. And so they understand that he's a human living in a representation of one of their bodies. But yeah, I but don't they're think also surprised when the plug is pulled later. And he's I like, don't see, think, it's a demon. See, I don't think that they fully understand that he's actually like leaving every night. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. don't think that okay. they understand. I think that they think that he's been permanently put in that body or at least they don't understand that it's like a puppet show. Yeah. Permanent uh, in the sense that like for the duration of time that he's been with them, he's been in that body that whole time. That's what they think. Whereas he's actually able to leave it every night. Um, Which is so weird when you think about like, honestly, just like the chemistry of the human body and all that, like him going back and forth. I was thinking about it and I was like, so does he have to sleep? I know that's what I was trying to figure out. It's like, does he kind of just like close his eyes and do like a little, I love genie dream of genie and move. And then he's just back out sleeping there and then he'll wake up in the real world, live and then go back. It's, it's weird. I'd be screwed. I have such a hard time falling asleep. (laughs) I do too. I got to get back to the real world. I can't fall asleep though. Uh, maybe, maybe Navi have it easier though. Cause he is working within like their body. And I think that you would change a lot given how your body's set up. I don't know. It's interesting though. And that's why I love this. I love this idea. That, you know, we didn't even touch on that that much. The fact that James Cameron came up with this idea that, yeah, we met an alien culture and then we just grew bodies of theirs and put ourselves into those bodies. It's Outrageous. so insane. But it's a cool freaking thing. Think of that. It's a yeah. cool freaking thing. So, um, but then, yeah, so then he becomes, and that's, you know, we were talking about that. A lot of that is very... Um, convenient, the thing landing on him, and then Natiri's the one that's supposed to train him. Very convenient, but, you know, at the same time, it's what we want. As the viewer, this, this is what we want to see, so I'm totally yeah, happy about it. that's all we want. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of get, like, a montage, montage, montage of him training and all that. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Kind of shows I'd him. I'd say Rocky Four is a little better, but... Rocky Four is um, probably a little bit better training montage than this, but... 
other than that, this is this is pretty tops. One of the better ones. Um, yeah. Sute also is like oh yeah, Laws Alonzo is Sute. Oh yeah, we got to mention a couple of these guys. Uh, yeah. Laws Alonzo does a great job as Sute. He's one of the best characters. I love how he, you know, he's really not into Jake Sully, really against him at the beginning, and by the end of it, they're like best friends. Um, that's very fun. I think his character arc's pretty great. He's, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Sute might be like the MVP of the movie. Honestly, he as was far yeah, as, he like, was character that's yeah, was, interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's full. He's fully CGI. So it's like he just got to, you know, it doesn't matter. You're coming in. You're doing mocap. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, boom. him, Natiri, and um, Atu Khan, and then the Dragon Lady, whatever her name is. CCH the thing is, Atu Khan, the Atu Khan, he's like the tribe leader. Um, I didn't understand the entire time how he only had snakes and sparklers. Or wait, no, that's that's the wrong guy. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh, are you finished? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason i was looking at the actor on here and i thought it was the guy from joe dirt so i thought the snakes and sparklers line was going to be really funny no nope. but then as soon as i said it i looked at it and i was like that's not the guy from joe dirt it's west study who played magua yep played magua from dances with or excuse me magua from uh last mohicans he's also the bad guy in dances with wolves he was the sphinx incredible in- actor he was the Sphinx in Mystery Men. Um, he's oh. been in a lot. He's good. Most notably known for the Sphinx, the Sphinx and, and Mystery, Mystery Men. Men. Dude, I love West Study, though. He's such a good actor, and he does a great he's job incredible. in this. Really good. Um, but i probably give my MVP uh, award to Laz Alonzo. I think that he's he's so good. I think so, too. Sute's, I think we can yeah, is it, hand that out. Yeah, it's Sute. Yeah, he's great. He's the best. Yeah, Sute. Um, so anyways, there's a montage scene. Uh, I kind of like how that whole bit where uh, Jake Sully's like, I can, I have to trust my body that it will take me wherever I can go or all that stuff. And just like we all have to, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then he's getting stronger. <laughs> he's getting stronger, pulling the bow back. And that's the point where he is pulling the bow back. And then he makes, he just stares at Natiri as she's trying to help him. And there's that little, yeah, that they little hint get of like, oh, something's going on. Ooh, here. baby. I do. I love it, man. I love their little romance. It's so cute. Um, Gosh. (laughs) You say cute every single podcast. It's my new word. I love it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Hey, guys, what's the haps? Hey, what's the haps? Do you think that was cute? That was your thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we need to take a break just to like get this giggles out of my system. Um, the, but then that pretty much takes us to the point where he kills that dog and he stabs it and he like says the prayer, you know, it's like your body is going to Awa. Thank you, brother, blah, blah. And she I don't goes, want you anymore. Yeah. Get out of here, him, boy. Gives him the, uh, <laughs> uh old yeller treatment. <laughs> Can and, you see you don't want you anymore? Get. <laughs> but then Sorry. he, and then she says, you're ready. And so he's like. You got to go up to where the Ikran are. Hoo-yah. Or hoorah. Yeah. Oorah. Goodness gracious. It's the Marine saying oorah. How did I not get that? Um, <laughs> Hoomba. Who- <laughs> I just keep saying the wrong thing. <laughs> you got to go where the Ikra are. Mumba. <laughs> Yahoo. Drink. <laughs> oh, 
We are just all over <laughs> the map. Yahoo's actually not bad. It's because you're saying so bad. many freaking random things that you've, you're getting me so <laughs> sidetracked. Ah, okay. You just got to trust your body. Yeah, like all of us do. <laughs> you're shut like, up. God, shut up. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, you're good. Um, I love this movie, though. I love this movie. This is, okay, so this is a fun it. part. Sorry, it's my bad. No, this is a fun part of the movie, though, because... Uh, they get in, he gets introduced to the Ikron and he's like, when can I do that? And she's like, whenever you're ready. And so he's ready and they have to climb up like these vines into floating mountains and then cross random branches all over the place. And I was watching this movie with a friend, Dan Harris. Um, and I'll give him, Hey, I'll shout give, out to Harris. Yeah, I'll give him credit for this. And he was saying that Jake Sully in this moment, looking at these guys do this is going, you guys are crazy. Like You're freaking jumping from moving rock to moving rock. I mean, if you were Jake Soley, you would just be flabbergasted by these people because they're nuts. They're crazy. You guys are insane. Yeah, I know. You're jumping. Yep. I would have tapped out. I've been like, no, nah, I'm just good. I'm not going to. I'm not doing that. It's afraid of heights. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, even if I know. But I mean, also, they don't really die from a long fall either. They do pretty well at surviving those types of things, so maybe they're just not as, not as, uh, not as afraid of it. You know, they have. I guess yeah. Their their bones are a naturally occurring carbon fiber. They are very hard to kill. Apparently, as Stephen Lang says, they are very hard to kill. It's like the arm in Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone when it's all like floppy. That's kind of how I picture their bones being. Remember that? that? No, I think they're more like. Like no, that's Chamber of Secrets. Sorry. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Brachio. Um, Amendo. <laughs> Regardless of the movie, I don't think that that's a <laughs> good analogy. <laughs> I don't care about which one it is. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, but that is probably, I will say that, I mean, I, I don't know if we're doing favorite scene, anything like that. Um, when he tackles yeah. the Akron, and on through his first flight that is probably my favorite scene that is just the coolest freaking thing um i love it he's like how will i know it picked me she's like it will try to kill you and he goes outstanding perfect so good so good um so i love that whole scene it's very fun and i think that that's where the 3D comes into play and James Cameron knows what he's doing. Dude, yeah, jumping on this thing and flying. Oh, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's outrageous. It looks fantastic. It looks so good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome. So, and I think that that's, that's. And, the- and especially that moment when he gets it, because he's like plugged in and he's like, shut up and fly straight. And it just, everything kind of settles. And then he just goes, bank left. And it banks left, and it's just like, ooh, yeah. I and then love it shows that. him and Natiri, like, you know, I come at you like this, and he's like, yeah, I bank so hard, and they're kind of going over how they like fly and stuff. <laughs> Nerd. It's very, I know. It's that very line cool, actually kind of gets me though. I don't really like that line. Oh, I bank really? so hard. It's like just weird to me. You know what he also says at the beginning when he's trying to learn how to ride the horse, and he goes, "Oh crap!" when he falls off. I hate that. I hate that line. And you picture James Cameron just laughing so hard when he directs the film. He's like, right. oh, crap. And he's like, oh, gosh, that's good. Yeah, we'll put that in there. Oh, perfect. Got yeah. it. Nailed it. Oh, gosh, I love that. That's you funny. know, something that we didn't even talk about. We didn't really talk about, like, the Na'vi that much. We didn't talk about, like, the world. Um, the Na'vi are nine feet tall, 
They're blue aliens, and they apparently have a braid that goes from their head and hangs down there. And it's like a spine that goes through a, their ponytail. That like it's yeah. like a separate spine of like nerves, right? And yeah. stuff, and and they cords. just have like a little. They have a little ponytail that can connect to their brain, and then they can use their brain to connect to other animals and then vines and it's stuff, weird, so they can talk with their cool. deity who. Apparently, AWA is just a real, you know, it's a measurable scientific a existence. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's AWA, AWA is God. real. So that's great. The Pandora is alive. If they could prove AWA. that Sigourney Weaver actually went to AWA and like is still alive, man, people would be coming. That's from some groundbreaking all over. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I love the Navi though. It's such cool design. And I love that idea that you can just like, connect because it's kind of brings like that we've talked about that book series aragon where a uh, rider connects with his dragons and can communicate um mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah kind of telepathy yeah it, it seems like that and so i love that whole bit of the movie and it's great and that's kind of like the end of the first act you know what i mean there's like it's a three-hour movie and each hour kind of like is a big chunk of the movie where the first hour is kind of jake Sully becoming part of the tribe and kind of introducing you doing all this exposition yeah see the the next scene is kind of like yeah he gets that you kind of get the feeling that he is now a part of it and then he's like uh he's becoming he's becoming an accepted member you know what i mean yeah because before it's like he's kind of just everybody hates him being around not hates him being around but like sute definitely does and he's not quite accepted and now they're like oh this guy's actually pretty sweet like he's really catching on to our stuff and he's really absolutely interested in into our culture and that's another part in the movie where i think that jake Sully has a character he is not doing it so much following orders anymore he's actually loving this and he's you know like i said i'm starting to fall in love with the navi people and i'm uh, falling in love with natiri too oh yeah yeah really. sure it's just the people mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's great and then i'm trying to think of anything else that happens really is there anything that's going on back well, at the base kind of it kind of transitions into colonel cordage or whatever and he tells him the legs back home thing and he's like uh i would love to but there's one more thing i gotta there's, become one of the people i gotta become a man I have a like his actual like ceremony tonight. like yeah. he's he's become one of the people kind of already but he needs the the actual ceremony to, right yeah the 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 birthday party the yeah. we're getting know. together at skate world and they're gonna celebrate me becoming part of the navi culture Ooh, so, skate world was great though dope place um snowball <laughs> Remember Snowball? Something real quick that we should mention, though, is that there are a couple things that happen in that large period of time where he's part of the part of the tribe. Um, it kind of shows him neglecting his actual body back in the real world. He doesn't really want to eat. eating. Yeah, not eating, stuff like that. Um, I liked all those scenes kind of because it kind of shows him and he's doing those diaries and stuff like that. And it's showing him, you know, how much dis- <laughs> how he's disconnected to his actual body. I said a word that sounded like something else, and we both wanted to talk about it. But we're not he was going sitting to. there with his diarrhea, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. It's funny though because okay, so this is where my thought process went. Um, you said sitting there with his skinny legs, and then I thought of Into the Wild and near the end when legs. he's like. <laughs> He says something. Were you making uh, stuff up? I am. Yeah, I don't know. I for some reason I was thinking diarrhea already. <laughs> I just don't even know if I want that he word to be that. uttered on our podcast. 
I know. Write the time down, but we might leave it in. I don't know. What were you saying about Into the Wild, though? Oh, yeah. No, I'll cut it out. Yeah, he'll he'll cut it out for sure. I promise. What are you saying about Into the Wild? Nothing. It's along all those same lines. So let's just, yeah. If we don't want to hear the word again, (laughs) (laughs) then let's let's, let's move on. Uh, So, yeah, he goes to his coronation. No, and hold on, hold on, though, because they do introduce. Hold, hold on. So yeah, getting to then the they, end of the movie, they introduce you to. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> they introduce you to Torik, the the giant Maktu, not the only beast in the sky, right? You so know, they, that kind they of- do that setup because that's going to come into play later, and uh, that's also a very cute scene because they kind of show Natiri and him flying around, and they're flirting up in the air. It's very nice. Uh, then Toruk Toruk attacks them. And they kind of laugh afterwards, and it's, she says, it's the last shadow. My grandfather was Torok Makto. There's been, like, five writers. Shows the big head. It's kind of right. like a Game of Thrones down in the dungeons. Shows the big right. know, bones. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it's, they, they do all of that kind of uh, explanation of things. I thought that so. was all a myth. <laughs> yeah. And so then uh, he goes to the ceremony, right? And the, all, the chi- all the children face paint him and stuff, and he becomes one of the people. And ah, it's beautiful. I love that scene. It's all good. Great music. And then uh, the uh, this is also could be a uh, runner up for my favorite uh, scene in the movie is kind of the uh, the romantic scene between Jake Sully and Natiri when they are having that conversation. And she's like, you are part of the tribe now. You can pick any girl. This girl, Ninat, is our best singer. And he goes. Yeah, but I don't want Ninat. We can just act it out. You be the girl. Ninat is the best. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Ninat is the best singer. Well, I don't want Ninat. Mushu is the best. <laughs> I don't know the girl's name. I'm trying to think of like something that sounds like what they would say. Mushu she is, is the best carver or something. I don't know. It's the best with woodworking. I don't want Mugu. <laughs> I've. What does he say? He's like... I've already picked. He says something the along the lines of, cho- I, I don't, I've already, cause I've already chosen, I've already chosen the woman, but this and woman must like, also oh, choose me. And she yeah. goes, she already has, she already has it. You're not, you're butchering the accent. I know. Well, I can't do she it. She already I mean. has, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, the dozer's crone, like hitting everything up. And Natiri's like, good morning, Jake Sully. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, top of the morning. Ah, top up, of the Jake morning, Sully. Jake. There's a dozer oh, killing off Awa. See, now you're going North Dakota. Yeah, it looks like the dozers are... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> looks like the dozers are hitting it pretty hard. She wakes up as like a 45-year-old North Dakotan, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jake. Looks like the dozers are down there. <laughs> Never mind. Good. It's good. Sorry. Okay. Well, I can't do the Natiri accent. I tried. Okay. Favorite scene is the romantic. Yeah, it's cute. Um, I don't know how it all works, but we don't need to get into that. It just, I don't know. Yeah. See, I think that's one thing that distracts me a little bit when I'm watching that scene because I'm like, how is this? Because you do don't want you don't want to be that guy, but you're kind of like and stuff. How does it go? Well, you never really see what's going on. Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah, we just you just don't know what biologically is happening with these Gavi. You don't know what they're dealing with here. How similar is this to you know, 
<laughs> to real humans, people, to <laughs> actual <laughs> human beings. So he goes to bed though. And she's like, we are mated for life under Ewa. We're mated for life under <laughs> you Ewa. You guys see him. <laughs> you see him. We are mated for life now. You kind of see him give the look like, ooh. ooh I didn't know. What I, did I just I didn't get realize into? that I was signing up for a whole thing. thought this was just kind of fun. Oh, I thought this was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, Sorry. He just didn't respond to her text that next morning. Um, oh, okay. <sighs> brutal. David. Weak dude. Um, not cute, not cute, not cute at all. So then he is supposed to try to be brokering a deal with them after this. Right. But he wakes up the next morning and they're, the dozers are coming in and they're, you know, going through that whole holy place that they have. And he destroys the camera on the dozer and that gets everybody mad. Giovanni Rubisi says, unbelievable and then the whole plot kind of takes off from here where he's seen as a traitor there's actually That's when things start picking up there's actually a yeah. deleted scene um that said that has uh sute and some other warriors and they like kill the drivers of those dozers and they like blow them up and stuff and I don't, oh, know if, wow. I don't know if you saw that, but no, no, the, I didn't know in the context of what they do to the Navi afterward, it makes a little bit more sense because in the original movie, when they decide to like roll in and just destroy home tree and they're, you know, they're killing quite a few of the Navi along with home tree. It seems pretty ridiculous. You know, you're like, Oh my yeah. gosh, that's just, guys are just slaughtering them this is so well, if they would have left that scene in then it kind of makes sense because it's like they struck first kind of a thing right and it's really short too um but i mean whatever you know but how can yeah, how can whatever. the navi not react to what the humans are doing it is quite cold of the humans to do yeah. the things that they've done so they you know, then the Navi start getting on the war party and Jake Sully comes and he tells them that they need to leave home tree because they're going to come in, blah, blah. They sent me here to give you a message and that when I told you, you'd believe me. And then Natiri like does the whole thing where she has some of the best acting ever. And if you watch the behind the scenes, they actually show Zawi Saldana like acting it out alongside the actual Natiri. And it's so amazing, man. I love Zoe Saldana. She's such a great actress. And she do does too. such a good yeah. job with his character. You know, when she yells out, like, I trusted you and all of that stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the sentiment and the emotions actually swell in me in that scene. Because you really do. Great acting. Yeah, she's fantastic. Hey, th- there's a reason why she's in... Wait, uh, she's in... Uh, Star Trek? I guess two of the top grossing films of all time. Infinity War and this, but uh, you know, right. as far as the universe is going, she's in Star Trek, she's in Avatar, she's in Marvel. I mean, she's there's a reason for that. It's just because she is so so good at what she does. You I know? think she's, she's also in center actress. stage too. It's uh, a ballet movie. It's fun. Um, she was in center stage. We own that. Katie liked that. Yeah, Katie did movie. like that. Um, I served uh, I served uh, Zoe Saldana brunch once. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I saw her driving her in traffic that little, one time. Little twins. Oh, remember, really? You saw her in traffic? Yeah. I think I do remember that. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, but then we're just kind of getting into the ending side. They destroy home tree, unplug him. The, the general guy is like, I've had enough of this. 
Quaritch. Unplugs you, him. You crossed a line. You crossed a line. Oh, yeah, they tell everybody that they mated, too. And Sigourney Weaver's like, oh, boy. Oh, have you mated with Remember this that? woman? And then she says, an expletive. And yeah, and then, yeah. Just totally, like, sells him out, too. Like, his parents, or her parents are just like, oh, no way. But, oh um. Yeah, that's not something you got to tell the parents. It's like, right. Geez. It's in front of everybody. Just gets outed. Um, but yeah, the 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 blowing up of Home Tree and the knocking it down is one of the most effective scenes um, in the movie. And I think that a big part of this movie is that they spent so much time. I mean, the first, you know, the first part of that first act or the second part of that first act is a lot of getting to know how the world works. And then the second part is getting to know the characters within that world and starting to fall in love with the world and seeing how beautiful it is and why the Navi have such a deep appreciation for their planet and for um, the forest that they live in and all of that. And so you are so connected to the Navi people at this point in the movie that when Home Tree gets blown up and you see all these people struggling and crying, it really is effective. And it does It feels hurt. like you're losing a character. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Because you, it really instills in you the value that they have in their home and how connected to it they are and that there is something deeper. There's a deeper meaning to the world that they live in. So I think that that's great. Yet again, James Horner really comes in strong in that scene. That I mean, it's just so such a slow, melodic line that just keeps repeating. Is that Cloud Atlas? It is. Good work, dude. Very nice. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a very effective scene. And uh, Natiri is still mad. Very mad at Jake Sully. They've broken up for a little bit. And uh, we'll see if they yeah, get back taking together a break. Again. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just seems like things didn't quite work out the way they wanted them to. Things aren't going well for him. You know, sometimes it's yeah. just not working. And that's you the know. second time at the beginning of the movie he says, I have this dream of like running through forests or something like that. Uh, but eventually you have to wake up. And this is the second time that he says you have to wake up again. And so uh-huh. then that's kind of the end of the, th- the second act, right? So shows, you start yeah, shows the Sigourney going, murderers! Right, yeah. And they're and holding her back. Those guys Norm's try to do something. They try to take Jake Sully out, and Norm punches a dude. So That's a good punch. Good That's character a good solid moment. punch. Good character moment. Mm-hmm. And then it does like, it kind of goes into, like, it almost looks like it fades to, like, black and white a little bit, and it goes into slow motion. And it reminded me of that uh, frame that they put on uh, Grand Theft Auto when it goes wasted. Oh, it kind of reminded me funny. of that when he hits that guy. But R2, anyway. R2, L1, R2, left, down, right up, left, down, right up. Way if anybody go. needs uh, Way to go. That's weapons. Great. So then they are put in jail. And somebody that we have not even talked about once. I don't think we've mentioned her. Michelle once. Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Trudy. Trudy, baby. Well, we all of- know how much you like her. Do I? I talked. I liked her a lot in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you said that was like a big thing when you were a kid. That that scene in Fast and the Furious was like you were like you really were attracted to her. Yeah, she moment. had like lip gloss caked on her lips in that scene. It was it was cute. So what oh, can I do? Gosh, 
Yuck. <laughs> but she's fine in this. Yet again, kind of like the norm. I mean, she's good in this, but I just don't know if she fits in She's that always well. just Letty. That's all she is. She's just yeah. Letty in this movie, Letty in that movie, Letty in this movie. She's kind of, she's very much a character actor like like a, a typecast, if that right. makes sense. Right. She kind of just always plays like the BA chick. You know what reminds which me of? Is you remember in Ocean's, cool. you remember like in Ocean's 11 where Danny's talking to Rusty and he's like, should we get one more? You think we should get one more? Let's get one more. It felt like James Cameron was probably doing that to one of his producers. Like, should we get somebody else? Like some other big name? We can just make another yeah, character. Should we get one more? We'll get one yeah, more. Yeah, let's get one more. We'll call yep. Michelle. We'll get Michelle Rodriguez. And um, she's, the, the thing about she her is actually, she's consistent and she's great. Yeah, and she's fine. Like, and I she's don't really have a problem good. with her. Yeah, she's always great. Um, she does totally like spur the third act of this movie. If she would not yeah. have done what she did, none of this would have locked up. Yeah. So yeah. she bails out and she's like, I didn't sign up for this. Didn't sign up for blowing up a tree and killing children and stuff like that. And then she busts them out of jail. There's a cute scene where she, you know, puts the gun up against the guy's head and says all the way down like that. But they escape and Sigourney Weaver gets shot. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver does get shot. She's like, "This is gonna, this is the worst part of my day, or this is totally gonna ruin my day." You're yeah, like, no, it's not. It's gonna ruin your life. You're, You're gonna dying. die. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No need to be sarcastic right now. It's not gonna ruin your day. It's gonna ruin many days she that you're not gonna have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then Jake. So they go and park the things kind of by the Tree of Souls or whatever, and Jake is like, "I have an idea," and goes in. And he flies above Toruk or Toruk, and then conquers it. I want to see that. I mean, I get it. It probably would have been an expensive thing scenes. to see. But all oh, that man. is just to just to mention again, uh, just like in Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, um, the the Quidditch World Cup at the beginning when he goes, "Let the game begin." And then it cuts to cuts away from like all you want to see is the actual match. That's kind of the Turok Mach 2 situation right here. It's like he jumps on it and then it cuts and you're like, oh, come on. It is pretty effective, though, because when he flies Mm -hmm. in on Turok and becomes like Turok Mach 2, it is pretty sweet. You know what I mean? He's beginning to believe. He's beginning to believe. It is pretty cool when he flies in. Uh, So it's very effective. Um, but then they try to transfer Grace's um, conscious Ooh, into ugh. Awa, and that's kind of a fun, weird thing. But at the same I time, you're like, like just it just weird. seemed yeah. like, uh, I think it's Moat is the name of the dragon lady, like Natiri's yeah. mom. She yeah. seems very, oh yeah, Natiri's dad died at Home Tree. Forgot about that. Yeah. But it seemed like Moat was very positive that this was possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're trying to save her. We don't know what to do. And she's like, oh, yeah, just bring her human body right over to the tree. Don't worry about her. Put some Got an HDMI. Yeah. I can plug right into her. <laughs> plug, plug into the tree, <laughs> and we'll get the avatar body. Put it right there. Yeah, it's fine. We'll get it. It's no big deal. We got a splitter. Uh, Wi-Fi signal's we'll a little weak right now, but we should probably be good. <laughs> oh, did somebody unplug the modem? Oh, oh, no. Well, she's dead. She didn't make it. Get Time Warner on the phone. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> They're calling 800 numbers like, hey, we got a dead body here. We're trying to get the consciousness to like, upload it. It's like, okay, so, okay. Um, I'm going to, so I'm resetting it right now. 
<laughs> Let me know if you see the 5G do you light have a, on. Do you have like a pencil nearby that you can poke the hole in? Now, is it blinking or is it, do you see any lights? <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. <laughs> it's so good. good. But, then, but then he gives my favorite line. I got my favorite line here. Is this your favorite line or no? It is, but you, you, can, you can have it. I'll do the translation. Did you want it? <laughs> if you knew Navi, oh, I would die. <laughs> no, but that is one of my favorite parts of this speech, though, is because Jake's always pissed. He turns around and, you know, Dr. Augustine's dead. And he's like, I will, you know, because it's something we kind of glazed over is that he is Toric Mocto now. And everybody looks at him like, Oh, freaking A, man. This dude just rode that thing in, and there's nobody within our lifespan that has done that. So He's the one. He's, he's the, the one. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it's really cool, and he says, I am here and ready to serve the, serve the Omatakaya people. And then he looks at Sute right after Augustine dies, and he says, I will speak now. I would be honored if you translated for me. Something like that. And go ahead. You yeah, say, you he say says, uh, with your permission, I'll speak now. Yeah, you'd honor me by translating. And then, yeah, Jake gets up. The Sky people have sent us a message that they can take whatever they want, that no one can stop them. Well, we will send them a message. You ride out as fast as the wind can carry you. You when tell I'm the other clans to, to come. <laughs> Gosh dang it, David. <laughs> You tell <laughs> do it. Just keep going, man. Can we start again and you try to do that? Okay, okay. The sky people have sent us a message. But That they can take whatever they want. That no one can stop them. Donde es la <laughs> He's not <laughs> Just speaking keep... Spanish. <laughs> Well, we will send them a message. You ride out as fast as the wind can carry you. You tell the other clans to come. Tell them Turok Maktu calls to them. You fly now with me, my brothers, sisters, and we will show the sky people that they cannot take whatever they want and that this, this is our land. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. Yep. No, I, I like that speech and the music behind it is, I mean, it's doing a lot of the work. Um, it's good though. I always thought that this, this, this is our land. It's so funny because it just, it reminds you of how simple the quarrel really is, is that they are just, they just want their land. Just don't take our stuff, you know? And that's actually something that we really didn't talk about much is that how like analogous this is to pretty much any sort of colonialism, you know, any sort of time in history when a big superpower has come into a land and they're like, no, this is our land now. You know, it seems it's various different cultures are encompassing the Navi, but I, I always do get like heavily reminded of, you know, westward expansion in like the 19th century in the United States and like what a lot of our native tribes. This land was like. made for you and me. Right. Right. Perfect. From California. To New York Island. That's what the 
course, to New York Island. Yeah. But it's it's uh, you make me happy. And so I do I do like that analogy that works within this movie, and I think it's I think it's very good. Um, and it's not too on the nose as well. I think it I think it just does a good job. So um, great speech though, and then. Freaking, I love Jake Soli just grabs Natiri's hand and she gets dragged up onto Torek too. And the music kind of swells as they're flying away. And Natiri just screams. She just absolutely like screams at all the other Navi. And it's like, gosh, it's so sweet. So just, sick. Yeah. Just absolute like animalistic in that moment, you know? I just love yeah. it. Barbaric type stuff. It's cool. But that's like a lot of war movies do that, you know, or like uh, uh, Mel Gibson has a moment in Braveheart where he just like looks at some dude and goes, ah, and just like, yells oh, I know. Right yeah, he kills him. It's great. Um, but so then they go and they go get all the other tribes that are all over. I think they call them clans. But, um, you know, the people, the people of the sea and then the people of the plains and you tell them Torak Maktu. I love how you always pronounce it ooh instead of oh. Torak Maktu. <laughs> yeah, do you tell them Torak Maktu calls to them? It's always kind of ambiguous how it's pronounced, though, because like then the dragon lady's like Torak Maktu. Like when he lands, she goes Torak Maktu. <laughs> and you're like, Torak Maktar? You're like, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah, it's so kind, of, then, kind of like the Princess Leah, Princess Leia situation. It's like, right, did anybody totally. ever just tell them that this is how you're supposed to do it? It's like somebody was like, it's pronounced Leia, guys. Um, but yeah, and then they start, you know, it, and it shows that whole kind of another montage scene where it shows him going and talking to all the different tribes. And then it flashes forward to all of the tribes like standing there in like this huge war camp, like war party type situation. And he's got like the shaved head and just the ponytail and the music's blaring behind him. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet Oh, I love that. He's got stuff. like the new, he's got like the new garb on. Right. And like, yeah, I love that. Cause he's, cause then he goes like full Navi. Like he's totally part of the Otomakaya people now. And it's cool. Um, and then don't you don't need the human body. Whatever. Right. This right, is me. Right. And so then you go to Quaritch and he's given his pep talk to the rest of the people, the humans that are at the base. And uh, obviously, I, Stephen Lang is freaking fantastic and he does a great job. Everything that he says is a little bit cheesy. He's so great. He's selling it. So it's awesome. Um, and then I'm trying to think they kind of are preparing for whatever happens. Oh, they're going to go do the Hallelujah Mountains. So they're, you know, uh, Quaritch is planning on blowing up the tree of souls, but they're also like in the hallelujah mountains where their, uh, navigation instruments won't work. So you have to use line of sight, you know, they're playing. So the Navi are pretty much on their home field. So they have the home field advantage, beautiful. And I mean, that's, that's what this movie has done to this point. And Titanic does the exact same thing where you spend two hours getting to know the world, getting to know the characters, getting to know the layout of everything that's going to be involved. And then the God, last hour, I kind of want to watch Titanic. Dude, Titanic is so good because then like when in Titanic, when they're running around to like the different compartments and going through places, you know like, where all these things are too. Right, on the boat. Like, You're like, Oh, because I've been that's here. Something that James Cameron does so well is he lays out the geography of what you're looking at, you know, like in uh -huh. this last, this huge battle at the end of avatar, 
you understand where everybody is. It's like, okay, these guys are down below and these guys are up above. These guys are approaching We've from seen this direction. This. We've seen that. Right. You, it's, you're very, you understand what's going on. And there's a lot of movies like Transformers is a good example where there's a lot more of just like in your face and you're like, oh, it's just like being assaulted by what's happening on screen, but you don't fully That's assault, understand. Brother. That's assault, brother. Yep. You don't fully understand what's going on. Um, and I think that Avatar is a very good example of how to make a movie and get people to understand where everything's at on screen. Um, but I mean, do you want to do some of the uh, favorite scene, favorite character, favorite line type stuff, or maybe we just wait till uh, favorite character. Yeah, whatever we can do. It. No, let's, I, let's just, just keep trying. You already did your favorite scene. Mine's coming up. So I'll let you know when it is. And, I did favorite line you know. too. So we all only, we have favorite character. So we'll do that. Yeah, we'll just end. do favorite character at the end. Yeah. yeah. So and then the battle scene is incredible. I love that when it's they're seriously. kind of moving through there, and there's just kind of this ominous. Make no there's mistake, there's a lot more death, a lot more death than you uh, than you'd think. And hey, you know me. Yeah, you're. I'm you a love a good bloodbath. I love a good bloodbath. Um, unfortunate that Sute goes out, but he has a great last moment. You know, gets jumps on that freaking. And whatever that big and jet thing, and he like that's one of the first times that they really them. show how big the Navi are, and he's just grabbing people in and size them and stuff. Because like, you only Sweet. ever see them standing next to each other, and then you actually see them next to a regular human, and you're like, whoa, gosh! And then when the plane kind of tips or whatever, whenever something blows up, and that guy gets trapped in between the uh, oh yeah, like whatever the not a ah, gets not smushed, good. not good. Yeah, that's um. Um, I do like when they're rolling in the moment where, uh, Jake Sully is kind of giving orders and stuff and they're flying next to each other and he looks over at Natiri and smiles. And then he says something like, I'm going to punch a hole, brother. You follow me in to Sute and Sute goes, Maktuko. it's the best. I love it's every, the best. Anytime Sute says Maktuko, it just gets me jacked. So. It's like let's do this thing. Yeah, let's and that's go. What, and that's why let's Suke, go. Like, is borderline my favorite character because he's freaking great. Uh, okay, other favorite parts of the battle. I like when they first charge in and Jake Sully uh, takes the Toruk and just grabs one of the scorpions they're called and throws it against a rock. Oh, I love that. Pretty cool. Seems like that thing is quite devastating, devastatingly large and dangerous. Uh, Natiri's doing some cool stuff, but she goes down, which is a bummer. And Seize. Yeah, she gets hit. She goes down to the forest. Yeah, her little Ikron named Seize dies, and that's super. That's a bummer. That is sad, uh, too. Yeah, I, wakey, I like. Wakey. They just have so much cool stuff going on in the air, but then there's also the whole ground battle, and it shows that, like, da, 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 da. Like, ooh, it went flat there a little bit. But uh, there's the charging of the, all the horse people, and that was really cool. Norm's down there on the ground doing that. Doesn't seem like they oh, have yay. much of a chance, though. That's, I felt no. bad for all the horse people. It's like, ooh, you kind of shafted us. He with, dies, doesn't he? He dies and then he avatar, wakes up. His avatar dies, yeah. yeah. And he gets out and goes, <coughs> and just sits there and is like choking. And I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I just didn't. Hey, look, it's Bono's brother. Um, but yeah, uh, cool stuff there. That's cool. I'm trying to think of any other, like, because then Michelle Rodriguez comes in 
And she's like, I'm not the only See, one with a gun. it's so interesting that she freaking dies. They kill her. They just kill her off. Right. I mean, that's, that's big time. That's a big time choice and big time move. I but felt I respect bad. it. I, mean, I, I respect it. it. But yeah, I was just like, oh, geez, you just killed Michelle Rodriguez. That's just where her life ended. So you're just killing. Yeah. Okay. Um, she made it all the way off Earth, all the way to Pandora. And then she dies Just there, to die. Fighting against humans. That's where I think about the humans in this battle and when they get just, you know, those freaking, so the bows and arrows, I mean, those arrows are like getting nailed by a spear, you know? Yeah. So you're just sitting there in your cockpit and you just get hit by a giant spear and you're like, like I can't believe at Helm's Deep. Oh, right. You know, the guy at Helm's Deep that gets hit with like the spike that flies up, that's latching to the wall. Right. But one of them just flies, flies past him and hits him. And I was just, I couldn't stop thinking about if you were Preview that. of what's to come. We might be talking those movies soon. Might be our next Ooh, big one. baby. <laughs> but I, I can't stop thinking about it. If I were that dude, I would be thinking in my head, I cannot believe that I just got killed by an alien. And this is how I go. You know what I mean? And I know. Some, and the thing is, it's a pointless squabble. Like, how much would you actually care? You know? These not are at all. like you're just like, I guess I'm doing this because this guy's telling me to. They're hired guns. This is not at all like related to government. This is a private enterprise and this dude is just telling you to do this. Like, why not just leave? I'd be like, no, I'm good. I surrender. I'm gonna go. You know? But yeah. I, I don't know. It who knows what would happen though. It's a lot to think about. But battle's cool. <laughs> but then things start going south pretty quick. And uh-huh. they're going to lose. And uh-huh. this is kind of the part where if... It's a little cheese ball. If you're not is in that this... Is where you're going? Yeah, if you're not in this movie, the AWA has heard you thing is kind of rough. Um, That's where you go, okay, you know what? This is dumb. Yeah, exactly. I it. But it's... I yeah. like it. I think it's fine. I wish that the... I can get on board with I it. I wish that the Navi ha- would have earned their victory a little bit more because it does kind of seem just like they've been setting up this AWA thing to be like, couldn't do it themselves, but nature killed the man. You know, it's like nature yeah. defending itself, save the planet. You know, and it's... It gets fun and it's good and I like the message and all, but it just... The rhinos, you know. Yeah, oh, it just seemed a little... Seemed a little what Ace Ventura and, when nature calls. No, oh okay, no. Nah, um, it just but, seems, and then it also it has the guy like huh, kind of give like one of those like what, and then he gets stepped on like ah, you know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. just like okay, and it's hammerhead it's, shark rhino things. It's fun. It's cute. It's just not quite as cool. You know, six, six or seven times you've lessens said that, that a little bit, and I'll say it more. It lessens it a little bit at the end there. So I still love it though. I think it's great. But then you get Jake Soley going to town. That's when he does the big move where he jumps off with the grenade and runs on top of the ship. Yeah. And then bingo, throws bingo, it bongo. In, kills that guy. <laughs> immediately Boom. takes out the big ship, which is sweet. Um, shows him like just throw his gun into that turret and just destroy like three dudes. Uh, all really cool. Then he goes after Korich's ship and that doesn't work out for him. Because Korch doesn't work is on out top as well. Still takes down the ship, though. Yeah, Korch is also having some really good dialogue in this scene. Uh, this is Papa Dragon. Want to get home for dinner? You know yep. all that stuff. And when he takes out Trudy, he goes, "That's it." I was like, "Oh man, this." He's just sitting there, like over this guy's shoulder, drinking coffee. Could you imagine being that pilot? Just such bad coffee know, breath like, in your gosh, mouth, and just so many yeah. cheesy oh. lines. You're like, oh, this guy sucks. Oh. It's one or the other. Is it? It's it's either coffee breath or it's the teacher with lipstick on their teeth. <laughs> oh, 
you know, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. You're like, oh, you have bad coffee breath. Oh, you got lipstick on your teeth. I'm probably a teacher that has bad coffee breath, but whatever. You gotta, you gotta wake up somehow. I know. Well, uh, yeah, it's the cool. best part of waking up. And then Jake Sully gets knocked to the ground. He survives, but he also takes out Korch's ship. And then he gets. This into is the, where my favorite scene begins. He gets in the Mech Warrior. Yeah. The, when when he lands and the fires all around him and stuff, that's kind of where my favorite scene begins. I think the whole little last battle up until Natiri gets him with the bow and arrow. That's like about I know also after that into the thing where she's like holding the little baby boy <laughs> and like they have that little <laughs> oh, touching yeah. scene. Yeah, it's so funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wakey wakey. No, I think she says that earlier, but um yeah, I think that whole fight is so sweet and he like gets the knife out and stuff and like come on, they're come having to the papa. And when he like knifes the uh the Thanator right. in the belly and like all that stuff. And then they have the big fight and then Jake, you know, it's, it's clever cause he smashes the thing. So then the gas is going. So he's like waking up in both worlds. That's a pretty clever little scene. Right. But then the death is so good. Right. It like is. The, it the feels POV, like, you like the point wanted... of view of the arrow, mm-hmm. you know, when they do that, it's like, it zooms in from his point of view to her. Cause she's out arrows. of, he's looking at Jake. And then slowly he goes out of focus and Natiri goes into focus and he sees the arrow just thunk, zoom. And you're like, oh, bomber, bro. That sucks. Dunzo. Yeah. Spike don't play with girls. <laughs> Icebox. Um, <laughs> Little Giants reference. Yeah, that's this sweet scene. I love all of that. I really like the Thanator versus him fight. I like like the logistics of that. Then he kills yeah. that thing. And then Jake Sully pretty much just grabs that giant knife and he's going he against him. He describes like a big metal thing. Yeah. It's like a big mech warrior versus alien knife fight. I mean, it's so cool. It's so Can't ridiculous. get much better than that, yeah. can you? Yeah. And I love how, you know, it's, he's just using another mech warrior. It's not like a main thing in the movie at all, but he's just like, it's fun. I like mech warriors. I'm good at sci-fi yep. stuff. I'll bring, I'll incorporate this into it. Cause why wouldn't you have mech warriors? Uh, so Need that's, it. that's all great. And uh, he has a couple good lines, something like, uh, Jake, how's it feel to how's it feel to betray your own rate or your own race or something like that or your own kind? And then Jake just hisses at him and it's like, yes, you're like, oh, you are Navi now. (laughs) Totally an alien. And then, yeah, anyway, he dies and stuff. And then uh, Jake Sully is (laughs) the Tiri saves him. Big whoop. Tear saves him, big wood. Movie's over. <laughs> Becomes an alien. <laughs> I do. I do love the her cradling little Jake Sully in the ICU. The little baby, little bit. I love that. It's very, very Hi, cute. Hi, widow baby boy. Hello, my it's widow okay. boyfriend, my little lover. Hi, widow. My <laughs> little lover. Hi, widow baby. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Opens his eyes. She's like, oh, someone's away. <laughs> Wake up, little chick. <sighs> okay. Um, and uh, they gr- send the send the humans packing. Send the humans packing. Gone in sixty seconds. Giovanni um, Rubisi. He's yeah, gone. including him. You see him going. And um, Norm the and the other guy stay. are still there. That poor Norman other guy Doc. though. He doesn't have an avatar body. He's like, well, I'm just gonna be human here with you guys. 
can we keep any chicks here? <laughs> He's I all, know. Yeah, that's right. Leave her, you, you know. But then Norm goes, Max, you couldn't get a chick. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Max, you wouldn't even get a chick, so don't worry about it. A hundred bill dollar. $100 bill hanging out yeah. of your zipper. No, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good ending, though. I like it. And I think that well, that's what we want. We wanted Jake Sully just to become part of the aliens anyway. So It does exactly what you want. And I don't know what they're going to do setting it up for a sequel or what. Um, I just can't believe that it's four sequels. That's what it's like. If you were just doing like an Avatar sequel or trilogy... That's great, but you're going to do five movies. Well, in, that's you know complete. So it's like he's filming what is a lot of them on? at the same time, apparently. And he has said that all of the stories that I would like to tell can be told through the Avatar universe. So I think that this is kind of his creation later on in his life, where this is his Star Wars type thing, where he thinks that this is just the best world to operate in. And this is what I want to spend the rest of my career on is doing these avatar movies that are so doesn't cool. have lightsabers. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Not going to be as cool. It won't. Well, I don't know, man, the freaking avatar is a sweet movie. Uh, I don't know. It's fun. So still doesn't have lightsabers. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character? Natiri. Natiri for me too. She's the best. Zoe Saldana. She's, She's the, best. the best. Yeah. I love her everything. acting is incredible. Her character arc is great. She's going against her family, but then it ends up all being for her family. And, um, it's just great. It's her laugh, her laugh and the way she smiles and all that. It's so good. It's her laugh is why she's your favorite. Okay. She's an attractive alien and I love her. Oh, okay. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> David just My likes favorite these, character uh, was Trudy, no doubt. <laughs> like I'm saying, yeah, Trudy, no doubt. I'm saying reasons why she's a good character as like why the character's great. And you're like, it's just the way she smiles. But that's like, not a joke really though. Nice. It's like her, like being in this motion <laughs> capture performance she looks so good like that character her reactions the way she says things the way her eyes move it's all so good like the way her hair flows i think that she did a better job with the motion capture than anybody else did like, than anybody ever has possibly mm, andy circus but uh laws alonzo he did a great job of sute but i think that she's the best in the or they stole it from us. Or Caesar. No. Nah, we that we wasn't are that good. totally plugging the Lord of the Rings upcoming. Uh, we are, yeah. Future, future plug. Natiri's great. Clearly, though. future plug. She's the best. Natiri's great. Yeah, best she's character the best character in the movie. movie easy. Um, so now we kind of talked about the whole movie. Uh, what do we think about the Navi, though? I mean, we kind of, how, how do we feel about them comparatively to other aliens? Uh, I think that, okay, so this is, this is the first alien theme movie that we've done that's off world um, in a different planet. I think because there's so much free reign and the universe is so giant that um, this could be a possibility that these things could exist. I, for some reason, never really picture anything being so humanoid ish 
they're like so similar to humans that I don't know if it's that realistic, but maybe like I, it, but that doesn't distract me from, from loving it. And I think James Cameron did such a great job of creating the world around you so that it is believable. And so that you're just there. So mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I don't know where they would rank on Earth stuff because they are They just don't feel like aliens. They're not they're not as comparable. Um this is probably the best movie that we've talked about as far as aliens go. Like I think I like this movie more yeah. than all of them. Um I don't know. I two of the other ones were in my top 10 favorite movies, but after watching this, uh, this is such a good movie. It's so good. Um but I do, I do like the world. I think Pandora is so cool. Um, something we didn't mention earlier is that it has 80% of Earth's gravity. And so that's why Mother Tree is like so big, is that so many of the plants and the wildlife is not... They just flourish. Yeah, it's not tied down by gravity. It's able to like grow so much more Lift. because it's lighter. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed that there's a time mark on Jake Sully's... Uh, his notes when he's talking to himself, his little journals, so to speak, that's 2154. And I never noticed that there was like an actual time. So this takes place at 2154. Um, so it makes sense that the technology would be at this point that we've gotten this far. And I'm curious if they, if we have encountered other alien species because they don't mention it, but they don't say that this is the only alien species that we've encountered. So who knows how far away this is. They're probably using some form of like gravity to uh, get the power to get this far. Um, But I don't know. Cool stuff. I like Pandora. I like everything about this world. It's so good. And I wonder, uh, see in the next movie though, I wonder if they'll bring in Spotify. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, are you going to be paying like a premium every month or is it going to be nine ninety nine? Yeah. Doing 15. It's tough. It's tough because, but the th- nice thing about this is that there were no ads. See, I can just go on. I don't even have to make a profile and I'll get the ads, but I can listen to music without paying a dollar. I can just go on to Pandora. I'll get the ads. And if I want to pay a premium price of nine ninety nine, then I don't get the ads. So I don't know. I mean, but Spotify is a pretty darn good deal. And oh. also, they do have a little thing called Professor Jones Podcast on it. So, uh, how's it? Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. I love Pandora. It's awesome. This movie's incredible. Another thing that is so good about this movie is the credits roll, and you have the song I See You sang by Leona Lewis. And I don't think her career really took off or anything. But that song is so good. I let it play the entire way through when I ended this movie. And it's fantastic. Her voice is gorgeous. It's, it's crazy. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know. I would have rather had Man in the Mirror. But, um... Good choice. You know. The... Does, like, all the roles through all that stuff. It's so good. I love Leona Lewis. I voice. didn't stick around to listen to it as well as I think everybody that listens to this podcast didn't stick around. So, well, you all missed out because I let it play and it was great. <laughs> uh, standard question. Would you rather watch this or School of Rock? 
School of Rock, no doubt. Really? No, I don't know. Yeah, I would rather watch this. It sucks, but I would. Now, if I'm going based on what would I want to watch every day, if I could like rewatchability, I'd probably choose School of Rock. I don't want to watch this movie for another five years. I watched this probably. movie twice this week. Yeah, we're different in that. I, I this isn't the type of movie that I can that I can rewatch that many times. You know? I just don't know. I want to wait long enough to where I forget it and then watch it again. Because I think the story's great. I'm just really not into Sam Worthington and Sigourney Weaver and most of the characters in this movie. So I just don't feel like when I think about this movie, like I don't I don't feel like looking at all those people for Three hours. But if I can give myself enough space from them, then I can come back to it. I mean, the, the stuff in the real world, or the, the live action stuff, doesn't work as well. I don't no. know. It doesn't work as well as the Navi Pandora stuff, but I think, I think they do a good job of building up to the ending. And so the payoff is good. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah, the real world stuff isn't as great. Yeah, I would, I would go School of Rock regardless. I mean, I would go Avatar over School of Rock regardless. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I would go School of Rock, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Can you picture Jack Black as a Na'vi, though? Oh, gosh. And they do the Sigourney Weaver thing to where it kind of just looks like him. <laughs> Dude, he's a little he shorter. He would be so big. <laughs> oh, I love that. I would love that. Yeah, I think you'd have to be a Navi. You'd have to be like Sute or somebody. Um, I think, I mean, I think it would be funny to have him as a Navi. I think that he could fit really well into the Giovanni Ribisi. Yep. See, that that actually is plausible. He would do really good in that. That could have been a really good cast. Oh, he could have. That would have worked well for him. Because this is, uh, Peter Jackson did King Kong in what, 2004, 2005? And man, because he could have been much like his character in King Kong, you know, just like yeah. obsessed, obsessed with making money and all that sort of thing. I think it could have been yeah. good. So, yeah. We love you, Jack Black. I love you, Jack Black. You can come on And we want good things anytime. for your career. I hope you're in the in future. The clock or the house with the clock in its walls. House with the clocks. We'll be doing a podcast on We're it. Gonna do, we're going to do every Jack Black movie now. We're gonna every start Jack doing- Black movie that comes out in theaters, we're doing it. Yeah. But, I think, yeah. for the most part. I think so. Well, um, good podcast. Good time. <laughs> We're under two time. hours on that. I expected under this one two to hours on a three hour movie. Yeah. Can't complain. Um, I had a lot of fun. So yeah, that's it. Maybe um, just as always little social media shout out for us. Um, SoundCloud's been great lately. Uh, Professor Jones on SoundCloud. Um, I've been loving that. I always love looking at the little statistics and stuff. Um, steadily growing, which makes me happy. But uh, yeah, everybody out there, if, if you're listening and you like us, please share to your friends. Um, we are on iTunes, Professor Jones, and Spotify. So anything people want to listen to, uh, we should be on there. There's a couple other podcast apps that we're on as well. Um, Instagram, we are uh, uh, at Professor Podcast, um, as well as Twitter, we're Professor underscore Jones, and then Professor Jones on Google. You'll find us. Uh, I'm on Twitter at bro underscore digs. I'm also on Instagram at Daniel Hunter Jones. If you feel like following, uh, 
following my social media stuff. And let's see what Dave has to say about his social media stuff. What do you got, Dave? Instagram is DaveTJ23, I think. So don't follow me on Facebook. Don't I like to follow keep my private life anything. private. So don't even, yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions, reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be trifled with our podcast business other than on the Gmail account where things should be taken on the hotmail on the AOL account (laughs) on AOL that David still uses. Yeah. He's still on dial up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) David, you ready for the podcast? It's all, (laughs) I got AWA online. So (laughs) AWA, uh, Dave at (laughs) AWA.org. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, uh, Dave. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Until next week, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Turok Mach 2 calls to them. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> <laughs>